a mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. I do appreciate it very much. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive, Charlie Grimes, your engineer, and Larry Unger answering phones. We have one line open, 303-477-5600. We'll take Bob next. Bob, what's going on, sir? Morning, John. How are you? I'm good. How are you, man? Good. Um, I don't know how deep you want to go into it. The, the gentleman that called about the, uh, quote, salvage quote, Yeah. Um, we have some crazy, we have some, Unusual laws in Colorado regarding, you know, regarding what is and what isn't salvage. <clears throat> Some of the short version of, and I can go and cut it down if you want. Um, if you're, if he owned a vehicle that was damaged, and he's talking about he has to go get a new, a new title, a salvage title. Yeah, probably because the, the insurance claim is making him do that. I'm guessing, right? Well, yeah, but that it doesn't work that way. The only t- the people, the only time in Colorado that or the only entity in Colorado that can get a salvage title is the owner. So normally that's either the owner, the person, or it's the insurance company. And that, so, you know, it's a two ha- you know, two piece uh, problem or uh, endeavor. Um, so if the insurance company takes title to the vehicle or takes the vehicle in exchange for writing a check, they have to get, they have to get a new title. It is a salvage title. Got it. If the owner ha- is told by the, insurance company that you know they're going to do is uh, they think it's only worth salvage because it's more than 50 percent or whatever their particular statute their particular number is uh then the o- the owner keeps the title they don't go down and get a new salvage they don't you know get in the car and go down and get a new salvage title so when they get ready to sell it and if they have you know learned that they just want to sell it as parts then they can get a salvage title but they don't have to uh, if you know, it, it's it, and I'm, there's a lot of subtleties, and I don't want to get too deep into it. But in short version, is the way he was the way he was explaining it on the air. It sounded like they told him that they were going to write him a check. He then said, "Oh, can I get less money and buy it?" Which is very common. Buy it back, keep, right. keep, Well, keep it actually. If yeah, keep it back, the vehicle, it, right? Right. If you bought it back, it would typically have a salvage title because they've had that happen. Uh, they've gone ahead and gotten the title, but right. if he's keeping it, I mean, I have never seen uh, those converted in, you know, I've never seen an owner go down and convert a car after an accident to a salvage title, even if the insurance company, it, it, he, he's probably never been through the process before, so he heard salvage and right. he figures he's got to change the title. But he doesn't, what you're saying is, and you're right, what, he, what you're saying is he doesn't technically have to. Correct. He's not, it's not mandatory. He's not required to do that. It's not required, you know, until, right. there are two options are, uh, if he chooses to sell it as a salvage vehicle so he doesn't have the liability of selling it to somebody and they have an accident right 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 come back and sue him um or you know whatever i mean it's if he chooses to, he can go down and get a salvage title if he wants but he's not mandated well and the other thing and, and i guess yeah and you're right i should have probably done a better job i guess what caught me off guard was just him saying that whoever at dmv said it needed to make sure it was running first and he had to prove that before he could get a salvage title by the way that's not true either i was more focused on that than i was you're, you're right. right he doesn't even have to do it in the first place and he couldn't and, drive it after that. yeah well, and they couldn't drive it with the salvage title none of which is true yeah, and i can tell you from experience dmv uh, staff is not uh, does, is not uh, always accurate. I've They're not well versed in all of these on, items. In sure. other words, yeah. right? I've I've battled them on yeah. things where yeah. it took Agreed. six months to get them to to acknowledge they Agreed. were wrong. Agree. Yeah. 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 No, you you bring up a great point, and I, and I I'm sorry, I should have I should have caught that because yes, you, you are correct. I was more focused on them telling him he couldn't drive the vehicle afterwards, and I I should have 
said you don't need it in the first place. Right. Well, well and, you're addressing it from a shop perspective. I'm addressing it from a sales perspective. Well, yeah, yeah but you're right. Sense. He doesn't yeah. even need it in the first place. Right. So right. now if he were to sell that vehicle, like if somebody says, oh, hey, let me buy your vehicle, it would be a clean title still? Yes. Correct. It'd be, yes. Yeah, okay. It okay. should be the way to do yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. Makes he sense. sells it with the title that he has at the time of the accident. If he, he has, he has no, yeah. he has no mandatory responsibility, to my knowledge, unless it's changed the last couple of years. No, I think you're right on that, Bob. And, 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 you know, and, and no to your, reason to. Yeah, I mean, to your it's still point, title to him. Him, and so. he doesn't have enough yeah. damage on it that it's really a salvage vehicle anyway. So it's a right. non-issue. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good point. I mean, if the frame was broken in half, ah, it's a whole maybe. different ball yeah, game. Exactly, but that's not the case. But, yeah, exactly. Now there were now. Throw in my caveat for anybody listening and want to know about salvage vehicles and the inspection. You know, if they're looking at buying a salvage vehicle, which I think which don't. Is, yes, but <laughs> in Colorado, you will find ads by dealers and oh, others you will. Oh, they're out there for sure. It's a salvage vehicle. It's huh? been inspected by the state. There, there, there's a guy over in your neck of <laughs> the, the woods that patrol. swears by you know basically you know makes his living selling. You know, salvage vehicles. I had an actual listener ask me about it, and I'm not going to name names. But there's a particular used car lot over in your neck of the woods, and I'm not going to say Supers. exactly where that's at. And, yeah, they sell a lot of salvage vehicles, and we'll even advertise them as such. And I had a listener asking me about them, and I'm not nothing against the place selling them. They might be really great cars. They, they might be fixed correctly and all that, Bob, uh, but I would just never touch a car with a salvage title, period. Right, because there is no inspection. The only inspection that is done by the state patrol, because that's always when when, it, when there's somebody selling a salvage vehicle. Oh, it's been inspected by the state patrol. Well, BS. It's not <laughs> exactly it's headlights, turn signals, windshield, <laughs> uh, tires. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, they don't have a clue. There is no inspection of the repair that was done. There is no ins- right. inspection of whether it was done correctly, incorrectly. Yeah. And I would say, substantially, all of them are done incorrectly. Uh, but anyway, it is what it is. No, and, and again, what I was, you know, and again, I'm not trying to throw anybody, you know, under the bus or anything along those those lines. But yeah, this I had a particular listener that had a particular car they had found in the Golden area that was sold by a or being sold by a company that specializes in selling, you know, rebuilt salvage title vehicles, and wanted my opinion on it. And I'm giving that to everybody as well right now. I mean, I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and and real quick, Bob, but yeah, I know we don't have a ton of time, but you know, give people your sort of bullet point synopsis as why you would not buy a salvage title vehicle. Uh, sh- starting from the standpoint of uh, <clears throat> the, uh, that's a good question, John. never thought of it that way. But, <laughs> I, again, I've never seen one properly repaired. You know, they're always, I'm always told, I've always, when I've run into them in the past, people have been trying to explain how they were repaired perfectly in the state patrol inspect it that doesn't happen this state patrol looks at the vehicle for safety they have a checklist and i'm I'm going to read real quick just because i because this is a great topic and i'm glad you brought it up uh bob Uh, i'm going to read you right from this particular company's website what it says we specialize in rebuilt from salvage title vehicles as we have found over the years it's possible to get into a newer lower mileage vehicle for a significant discount. By the way, true statement. I'm not, not going to argue right. that one. Yeah. After paint and body repair, we do a thorough in-house mechanical inspection and tune-up. I have a problem with that because tune-ups don't exist anymore on each car. Additionally, and this is where you have a problem, and I do too as well, Bob, all of our rebuilt vehicles pass a state-certified inspection to make yeah. sure they are roadworthy. There is no such thing, folks. Well, the roadworthy, roadworthy is the, that's a statutory term, term, but that has to do with safety. It doesn't have to do with function. Right. And the other thing too, they're talking about late model. Uh, most people don't realize when they start looking at these cars and they say, oh, "It's a lot cheaper than this other one I saw." There's no warranty. Right. Because the warranty, if the right. if the vehicle is, is salvaged, the the warranty is with done. a couple of exceptions under safety recalls down the road but the warranty is is non-existent it right. is canceled as of the time of the vehicle is salvaged that's right good point you know that's one thing i don't think we've ever mentioned on on here as well bobby you know if there's a vehicle that's within the 3 year you know right. new car warranty let's say so within the 3 and 36 and it got totaled as a salvage title that warranty is non-existent Exactly. Yeah. Good it point. Can, it is canceled again. There, now that there are there are exceptions where the manu, if the manufacturer has a, rec, a safety recall, like Takata, for example, uh, if the original Takata airbags are still in and they qualify to be replaced, True. and the title has it does have a salvage title, title, 
most of the manufacturers, I, I've only had them, I've only seen it with a couple of them, uh, but most of the manufacturers will cover that even though the basic uh, original warranty has been voided by the uh, by the salvage title. Right, makes sense. So again, these are things. And by the way, Bob, thanks. These these are great things because this is something right now, especially with where the market is at with you know new and used cars and so on. Uh, a lot of folks are looking at anything they can right now to get in and drive, especially if they've had something where you know they need another vehicle for somebody, you know, new driver, or they've had an accident, they got to buy another vehicle. And these are things that folks are, are looking at. That's why I got an email on it the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. So hey, real quick too, what's the market doing? Up, down, sideways? Where are we at? I'd say right now the you know the used car market for you know the late the late model 100 100,000 miles or less that was pushing somewhere in the 30% 30 to 40% over what the value should be based on the demand right. has probably softened a little bit maybe you know maybe instead of 40% it's 35% but right. I mean the demand nationwide still high. is still yeah, yeah it's yeah. through the roof it's still high yeah again folks those I've seen videos oh. lately people talking about the you know the used car market crash that's inevitable that's coming around the corner. Uh, no, it's one, not. One one thing, and it's related, but off, a little off topic. Um, there, people who have a leased vehicle who are thinking about turning it in you know, off of a three-year lease or five-year lease Worth need to it. seriously check the market because yes. Yes. that's that's something I've never seen in my life. But <laughs> right now, a late model, well-maintained leased vehicle may be worth. They they may be able to get cash from selling it to another <laughs> dealer instead of turning it back into That's right. the franchise That's dealer. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, please, please double check that because as we all know, those leases were written in some cases, Bob, three years ago. If it's a three year lease, they were written three years ago. Nobody knew about COVID. Nobody knew there was going to be a part supply issue. Even two years. Nobody yeah. knew that they were going to have an issue when it came right. to you know buying a new car and it was going to push used car prices up. That wasn't factored in on the front side of that lease. Right. So in general, most of them are going to be worth more than what you're turning it in for. And yeah, you- and and a couple of the manufacturers have already, and I can't, I can't think of the, the three of them that have started already, but a couple of them i'll send you a link but a couple of the manufacturers have already uh, started to eliminate that possibility and you will see some lawsuits down the road because if if the manufacturer stops or tries to add a provision in the lease agreement post execution which is what they're doing right um some attorney will get started yeah, that's not it. legal yeah they can't do that Good point. Can't, Change the contract can't, midterm. Can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. Well, Bob, as always, I appreciate it. Good stuff, as yeah. always. And thanks for uh, listening and giving us your uh, your expert opinion on things. And, and he is an expert in that area. Uh, thank you so much for that. Joe and Conifer, Robert Nevada, you guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National the No Surprises Insurance Agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. 
Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, let's go right to the phones. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Joe and Conifer, you're next. All right. Hi, John. How you doing? Good, sir. Okay. Uh, I got to re- respond to vehicle sounds. Let's this hear it. It's kind of a long story, but hopefully you got a minute. We got All a minute. Right. Let's hear it. Uh, when I was in high school, I built a 59 Ford panel. Okay. Had a 351 Cleveland, four-barrel, four-bolt main, BorgWarner T10. Behind it, we uh, welded cherry bombs on the exhaust. Okay. And then took drive shafts, cut them at an angle, and dumped them out in front of the back wheels. Now, I went to high school in Golden, and everybody used to party right there on tunnel number one on 6th Avenue when we were in high school. Coming down the canyon. And we used coming out coming down the canyon well yeah. we used to go up there and run the tunnel and that truck had the most beautiful glass pack cackle at the last oh, yeah. 100 feet of that tunnel yeah. at about 3500 rpm oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good way to do that's, that too and, and and you know back to oh, my yeah. my flathead comment earlier you know the way those really sound good straight exhaust with a drive shaft type you know tube extension yeah. on them and you know what i mean by that and they just yeah they've got to sound like no tomorrow and that and what you're talking about did as well and, and those just for everybody listening if you've never heard a good cherry bomb i mean those cherry bombs used to sound awesome period oh yeah well and they would echo through the the drive shaft because it sat in that angle that's so right even get you know reverberate so cool yeah. Yeah, you don't hear many of those anymore, Joe. That truck. No, yeah. I got stopped more times in that truck until I changed the exhaust. And then they, they left me alone after that. <laughs> the best thing about this truck is the exhaust. Now right. I have to change it. That's oh, yeah. right. Well, with what it had a real 351 in it, not a modified. Sure. And that thing that was a good motor. Yeah, they were. Those were those were great engines. They really were. Yeah, they worked great. Yeah. Well, this one this one was a four barrel four bolt four bolt main out of a Torino GT. Okay. And it was probably pushing three and a quarter out of the factories so. yeah that's about right but uh, mm-hmm. yeah they were yeah. good running but uh yeah. oh yeah yep all right awesome all joe thanks you got a, you got a smiling so thanks i appreciate that that's a that's a good memory so appreciate that very much robert and arvada you're next sir john i got a question for you on a toyota okay i got a friend that's got a when you turn the air conditioner on or the heater on, the fan makes a little noise. It comes and goes, and I don't want to wear an airbag. So who works on the Toyotas besides Toyota? Oh, over there, Arvada West will work on that for you. No problem. Arvada West? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll get a hold of them then. What, what year Toyota is it, Robert? You know? 2016, Camry. Okay, yeah. And it comes and goes. It, you know, it's not real loud, and then, it, you know, it, it's crazy. I put a new battery in it, and it got quieter. Weird. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Spinning a little faster, maybe, or something? I don't know. That's weird. That is, isn't it? Yeah. Can you see the... I don't remember that car. Can you see the blower motor itself, the end of it? No. It's probably tucked underneath all the cowling. Might be able to... all that junk under there, airbag and all that stuff. Yeah. If you pull the glove box down, you might be able to see it, but it might be worth pulling the cabin filter out, just see... See if it's plugged up. Yeah, see if there's enough stuff in it to cause some problems. Right. Well, they put a new cabin filter in like a year ago. Well, with all the junk we've had this past year with fires and so on, Robert, check it again. It's worth checking. That might be a good idea. It's easy. Yeah. And and for sound, I kind of like the sound of my Jeep. It's got ceramic headers on it, and it goes into those shorty, uh, the high-dollar mufflers uh, drafts. Yeah. It sounds pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, they sound good, too. Really good. Good stuff. Robert, thanks. I appreciate it very much. Let's talk to Gene in Denver. You're next. Gene, what's going on? Uh, Say, I've talked to you before about this problem. It's a 2001 Buick Century, and it just stalls like once every three weeks to a month. And uh, it usually happens when I uh, let off the the throttle. I could be doing 60, it could be doing 30. Right, right, right. You asked me to check all the grounds. So I cleaned everything all up. I went through the body, uh, the frame, the chassis. 
know, the chassis, the uh, block, and the battery. Checked all of those, owned everything out. Everything seems to be good on that. Okay. But the weirdest problem I have is that the oil pressure light and the charge light does not come on. Now, they come on when I turn the ignition on, but they don't work when it stalls. And this is a goofy problem. I just can't seem to figure it out. Hmm. Hmm. I've replaced the ECM, the crank sensor, just about Yeah, no, you've done, you've done quite a few parts on this, too. What about the ignition switch? Yeah, and that was... And I think last time you called in, I, I think after you hung up, I mentioned that. You know, they had a recall on those back in the day. don't know yeah. if that one's been done or not, but that would be worth looking at, Gene. Oh, the ignition switch? Yes. Is that on the column or on the dash? It's It's got to be somewhere off the column, I'm assuming. The I key's on the column, right? The key, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on the column, yeah. yeah. The okay. key's on the column, yeah. That's, that's the recall they had. Yeah. Well, they did have a recall on that. Yeah, years ago. And, and, and you'd have to find out that one. St- you, you, real quick, on anybody that wants to know if your car is is uh, a candidate for any kind of a recall, you can go to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website and plug your VIN number in, and it will show you if there's any outstanding recalls on that car. You can also call the local Buick dealer, give them your VIN number, and they can run it as well. Either way, Gene, you could tell if there's any outstanding recalls. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I'll go. If that's all the problem is, I would be really happy. So. And, it may, and it may be. That, in right. fact, we actually had a listener that you know chimed in after you hung up that last time you were on and said, hey, make sure you're you know, check an ignition switch on the recall side of it as well. Right. One, one thing you could do the next time it stalls and you say the battery light and the oil light don't come on, just try turning that, moving that, moving your key just into slightly, and yeah, moving it slightly. See if those come on. If they come on, you, you know, know that's exactly, it. That's exactly good it. one, Ken. Yeah, really. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's simple enough. I yeah. I played well, with it before, but I've never got that. I well, never actually played with the uh, this, the key. So well, we, it's very rare that we get information like that. You know what well, stalls, right? You know, uh, but you know, with you giving that extra little bit there, that. Helps can, a lot. Yeah, can help uh, pinpoint right. stuff, so definitely. Okay, well, right. I'll give that a try. Thanks, Gene. Appreciate that very much. We'll get one more here before the bottom of the hour. Uh, Dick and Littleton, you're next. Yes. How you doing, I sir? I have a, uh, okay, no. I have a, uh, a 28 uh, package, 6 volt positive ground, and a 58 uh, Studebaker, 12-volt positive ground. When I put them in storage, all I do is disconnect the battery and put it on the trickle charger. And then when I get ready to put it back on, all I do is uh, put the uh, connect the battery back up um, and go for it. But I've, I've been told that I was supposed to, any time I disconnect the battery, I should repolarize the generator uh, i never have should i that's my question this is a little before my time but on the older vehicles that i've worked on that had generators i've i've never done that no right and yeah very few that i've ever worked on and I, the my dad was an engineer and we had Volkswagens with generators and stuff and there was one time we had to do that but I don't remember why but I wouldn't think disconnecting your battery or anything like that and as long as it's charging once yeah, you get yeah that was it, my I next mean, question yeah. when you get everything hooked back up and start driving it again dick does it charge okay oh yeah yeah no, so, no, I wouldn't worry I, about I, it yeah yeah I'd put that out of mind for sure and and I think the only reason we had to ever do that was because there was more – something happened more well, electrically. Well, don't you have to do that it. to make sure it knows that it's charging it in the right direction, Dick? I think that's the only reason why you polarize a, a generator right. is make sure that it's got the right negative and ground and in, in, in away yeah. you go. If yours is charging after the fact, you evidently already have that handled. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's, that's, what, that's what I've always thought. Yeah. But as even one of my uh, – uh, Baker manuals, and it said always, anytime you disconnect it, repolarize. Huh. I, and I guess you could start system. doing that, but if it's been working the way you have it now, I don't know that I'd change that. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't. I, you know, if it ain't broke, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, 
that's my theory. That is, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'll continue along and... Um, you bet. Okay. All right. No, thank you. Good, good stuff. I appreciate Yeah, and guys, no, I've worked on a few generators in my lifetime. Some of the old Jeeps and stuff would come in, used to have generators and things on them, but th- this is by no means my area of expertise because when I started in the industry, they were still, they were long gone by then. Sure. That was in the mid-70s. They were long gone. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah we started exactly. using alternators in the, what, late Late 60s, yeah. yeah mid, even mid-60s, mid, yeah. even. Well, even the early 60s. I mean, earlier. Alternators yeah, I mean, have been around 62 for a while. Yeah, I mean, on uh, some of the G... Uh, 60 even, wasn't it? I, uh, I, when did alternators replace generators in cars? 1960 was the first okay. year. Yeah, I was going to say, because those early GMs had alternators Plymouth, on them. Plymouth and, Valiant. Yeah. The, the alternator, alternator replaced the generator in 1960. <laughs> huh. So that's why I've, you know, I was born in 64, folks, so do the math. I... There wasn't a whole lot of cars running around even in my day that had generators. In fact, even the ones that had generators on them originally, most of them had been converted because sure. you, you used to convert a lot of those over exactly. to alternators because the generators would only work if the engine had RPM and things. And I mean, the alternator right. was such a much better way of doing it that exactly. y- generators became a thing of the past even before those vehicles were not being driven is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and like on the Volkswagens, they didn't change them until 74 was when they started putting alternators in the air-cooled engines. Okay. So, you know, even up to 73, and, yeah, okay. still before our time. Right, still before Although, us. though, I drove those pieces of yeah, Volkswagen. Yeah, No, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Home values are rising 8 10 and 13% in some areas. Trying to buy it but keep missing? Take AIM to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list. Don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps? Let us show you options. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low. Values will continue to increase. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a lower rate and keep more of your money. 720-895-0500. 720-895-0500. Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. NMLS 298-191. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck. We can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. You need more comfortable temperatures in your home now, not six months from now. 
Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has air conditioning units in stock ready to install. Worldwide production shortages of raw materials and electric parts have caused delays for HVAC manufacturers. To give you an example, one local distributor placed an order in January that finally arrived a couple of weeks ago, six months later. Delays like this in the supply chain give local family-owned companies another chance to prove themselves. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air rises above the competition by displaying prompt professionalism in every area of their business. Their parts guy, a retired Marine, stays on top of orders, maintaining good relationships with suppliers. Thanks to their reputation for reliability, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air continues to offer 24-hour service seven days a week. Call or text now for an AC install and get what you called for. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. Dennis is next. Dennis, welcome. What's going on? Hey, Dennis. I, or John, it's a, it's a good day when you know you can get your chores done. Wife's happy, and I can still make a phone call. There you go. <laughs> it is a good day. That's right. I've got, I got two questions. I got My first question is uh, I, we're talking about these uh, OBDs not reading the emissions for the emissions to uh, – Go ahead and pass. And I got a car that's doing the same thing, and that next thing I'm going to do is drive it, I think, to Florida. <laughs> it's been all over town. It's been up and down the highway. I've been up to Estes Park. I've been, I've been everywhere hmm. in town, wow. and it still will not. It still flashes. I check the dash, you know, the right. see if the engine light flashes, and it sure enough does. It's still not willing to communicate. Uh, do you know what the next step is? What kind of car is it? It's a it's a uh, 2012 Chrysler 200 with three six, and you can't get any communication from the data link connector. No, it's not the the communications okay. line. I had it over our Battle West. It just they can't. It won't pick up the oxygen sensor. The Monitors aren't running. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Have you it won't do it? Have you got an appointment with the um, with the Emission Technical Center? I had had one, but I had it in the shop over at Arvada to have them look at it. And okay. they, they did everything. I mean, they reflashed. Yeah. There's no updates. Right. Um, there's nothing else they can do. And I don't know what the techs up there can do, but look at it and shake their head, maybe. Well, and but are they the ones? It, it, uh-huh. It's worth, you know, it, it's probably worth at least getting their input on that because we've dealt with some of those too, where. We ran this one. It was it was close to 250 miles, and it never completed the oxygen sensor. The uh, there was nothing in the mode six that said there were problems. It, I mean, it was a different vehicle, but it it might be worth just. I mean, they don't charge you for the appointment, and let if them you can, run it, yeah, let them let right. them just see what's going on. If they because you know they can get in, and if they see something, then at least they have some direction. But um, if not, you know, just <laughs> ask them what the next step it's is. Not- well, yeah, the next uh, the other, the other option that you've got to get that to pass emissions, there's always t- there's always a second option on these, and that is go to the AirCare Colorado website, find out exactly where their mobile testing centers are going to be, you know, the, on the ramps and so on. Right, and I right, can't remember right. the exact details, but you got to drive through two of those, you know, so many days apart within so many, you know, so much time before you actually go to do your renewal. But that is another option to get it to pass. Yeah, but it might be too late for that. If you um, because I'm, I'm, Pat, yeah, yeah. I'm at, my 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 tags expired like yeah. the earlier yeah. gentleman. Yeah, you're already yeah. You have to be yeah. yeah. You got to be like sixty <laughs> days prior, or sixty something? days or three months or something. Yeah, prior to your renewal. Yeah. So you're stuck, Dennis. Yeah. 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 yeah I'll I'll just see what happens with this. Yeah, I would get the an appointment question. with your emission technical center. Though. I will. And yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, go yeah. up there in Broomfield. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The other question I had is is uh, with this. Uh, 
catalytic converter theft and everything. I've etched my catalytic converter, but they, they I had Arvada West, and they thought they had one with cat clamp. But we cannot find anybody out there that makes a cat clamp, a shield, anything whatsoever for truck. Ram thirty five hundred. I can't. The, the cat clamp only goes up to four inch. Yeah, because yeah, because, yeah, you, yeah, you that you're actually trying to protect the DPF on that, not the cat. Am I? Yes. Okay. Which which same yeah. same same idea. You know, same. Yeah, right. But you're right. Yeah, okay. you know, they're not going to make anything that large for that. You are correct. Do you know where a person might have a plate fabricated? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, yes, I do. You could. You uh, Jeff over at JC's British and Four by Four would do that for you. Okay, I'll give them a haul. Yeah, I'm they, 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 they've got all the stuff in 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 house to do all that okay. fab work and so on. And yes, they yeah they would do that very easily. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, somebody can make a fortune if they came up with something for that. And just just advertised it. Good point. Well, I'm I'm pretty Catalytic sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. the so the ones that we have gotten from Toyota for to put on the Prius that right. we've got right from Toyota, I think it's a local company that's knocking those out because but, I but mean they're the only they're only doing Prius though. You right, can only find a Prius or the Honda. Yeah, right, right, period. exactly. Right. So. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. It, the problem is they have to fab it so it gets good flow still, and you know has airflow under there, and it doesn't get in the way right. of everything else. And there is a—I <laughs> right. did find this just now. There is a European company that makes a DPF lock. Whether or not you can get a hold of that or not to make that work, Dennis. It's GarrisonLocks.co.uk. I'll try them. They they do show some now. If they're big, you'll have to see if they go up large enough. And you know that six inch. Right. I, I've not. I, I'm on air doing this at the same time, so it's hard for me to you know yeah. look at all that at the same time. But you might check and see if they have a DPF lock. I will do that. It's just amazing nobody's caught up yet. Yeah, like I know. They can make a fortune if somebody did. Yeah, if worst right. comes to worst, Jeff and those yeah. guys at JCs will build you a plate. That's yeah. not a problem. Yeah, I may go that route. Okay. Thanks, gentlemen. All right, Dennis, thank you very much. They'd be happy to take care of you. Phil and Centennial, you're next. Hey, good afternoon, John and Ken. How are you doing, sir? How are you doing, Phil? I'm good. First of all, thanks to uh, Novus. I had to use them this week. My wife took a rock to her windshield. Mm. I got home from work about 9.30 on Tuesday. I text a picture, asked if it was fixable. Next morning, 9 o'clock, they replied, yes, it is. We can come out that day. Half an hour later, I'm on a phone call with, Novus and my insurance company, and by 3 o'clock that afternoon, it was fixed. Nice. nice. Good job. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Novus. And I would dare anybody to find out where that rock hit. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell when they're done. Yeah. No, they I do know. a tremendous they, job. I will. Uh, yeah, you are 100% correct on that. Yes. So I want to do some front strut assemblies on a 15-year-old Mazda 6, finding quite a price range. I've done strut assemblies in the past using um, a KYB and mm-hmm. Monroe. I found some strut assemblies on Napa. You got like a high end and a low end, mm-hmm. like a $200 assembly and a $100 assembly. Would that $100 assembly be okay? On suspension components, and this is true even with what Napa's selling, you, you get what you pay for. And I mean that sincerely, right. Phil. It's not anything against the lower line of what you know Napa or anybody else is selling, but you, you get what you pay for, period. And it doesn't matter. And, and they would, by the way, even their suspension rep would tell you the same thing. Yeah. And is... I and mean, what what are we? I don't. What year is it? What what are we working on? It's an 05 Mazda six. 05, I'm okay. sure they're the original struts. They're creaking pretty good. So, uh, and, and again, you, you know, you've you've kind of done what I would also do, and that's you know just compare what's out there, look at prices, and so on. The KYB brand, which Napa sells as well, is a great brand. Nothing wrong with it. It, it works very well. And I would I would go with KYB over Monroe. I would too. The only thing a bit about it is I'm not finding the KYB strut assembly. That's the, the biggest problem. You're probably going to yeah. find just the strut wanted, itself. Yeah, you want the whole, you want I the want whole to thing. do the whole. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. And um, Otherwise, you got to buy separate components and put it together. Right. And I just, um, you know, personally, I've had some issues with almost every Monroe product I've bought. So I it didn't used to, but recently I have. So, um, yeah, it's just... Which means you may end up having to buy it piece by piece. Okay. Man, I sure wish Rock Auto could still deliver to Colorado. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I used to use them so much, and, well, thank you, Governor Polis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Phil, appreciate it, man. Thanks for the phone call. We'll take a break. Eric, hang tight. Dave, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. As the inventor of windshield repair, Novus Autoglass saves you money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long, but you have a much better chance at a repair by acting fast. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack irreparable. For KLZ listeners only, Novus will send you a packet of protective windshield stickers for free. Little pieces of specially designed tape to cover any chips or cracks as soon as they appear like a bandage for your glass. Request your free windshield patches now at klzradio.com forward slash glass. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. klzradio.com forward slash glass. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it very much. Dave and Centennial, you're next. Hey, John, uh, just a question. Do you have any vendors that can install those locks on your... Uh, yeah, all, any your... of our shops will do it. If, we, if you have the right lock for the vehicle, yes. Any of our shops can do it. It's just an exhaust-type clamping system that goes on. That's easy. Any of them will do that. Okay, so they, they're just going to put it right over the... Um, the converter right there to yep. lock it in, or what? Yep, yep. That's exactly what they do. do you know, any idea how much that costs? On the install or on the part on the cat lock? On the install part and everything. I'm guessing you'll be three hundred and fifty bucks or so to put a cat lock on. Just knowing what the cat, it's you know the cat lock itself costs plus the install price. Yeah, you're going to be, you know, three to four hundred bucks by the time it's done. Right. But so you know, say, in some cases, a cat can be twenty five hundred bucks or more. Yeah, I was just going to say the uh, you know the the other is worth it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and just find those on your uh, website. The these guys are not going to provide you with the cat lock. The, the cat clamp is one. There's half a dozen companies building catalytic converter locks. That's going to be one of those things where you have to find it, buy it, and then just have those guys install it. They don't. They don't have it in their inventory. No, no, Napa does not have those at this point. Okay. All right. Appreciate uh, it. I'm have guessing. A great day. I appreciate that, Dave. And I'm guessing maybe down the road, if this continues to be an issue, Napa may very well stock those. But at, at this point, no, they do not. Eric, you're next. Hey guys. How are we doing? Hey, uh, first off, quick. Uh, you know, it's Saturday. Yes. Uh, 
here's a thought for people regarding Cadillac Converter Theft. If you have a four-wheel drive with skid plates, number one, check to see if your skid plates cover your cats. And if they don't, uh, what I did with mine is uh, they could still get to it, but they're going to have to work a little bit harder. So I went and bought some uh, chicken wire and was able to run it uh, across my skid plate and over and tie it to the frame rail where they can't really get to it. You could sure. do that. Sure. Any, any kind of down. deterrent. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Anything yeah. to slow yeah. them down. And then, then, by the way, that's all these cat locks are. I mean, with the right tools, you could take these things right. off too. But it's a, it, it, somebody can look underneath and say, "I'm going to go someplace easier." Yeah. Right. Yeah. The neighbor's truck yeah. has exactly yeah. has nothing. I'm going to yeah. go there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, two questions for you guys. Uh, did some off roading last weekend. Spent a good portion of. 40 or so miles in four low. Um, my trans temp on the output side prior to rarely, if ever, got over 200. Um, now, last week, trans temp gauge, yeah, it's been a good portion of time in the 290 to 300 range. And now I'm getting a lot of temps over 200. Um, I've got about, about every 30K, I would change the fluid on it. It's got about another 10 before I would change it probably just help to accelerate the end of life of the fluid that was in there that'd be the only answer i would have for you there's nothing else there that would cause that all right okay that's kind of what i was what i was figuring i'm uh i'll have to call and get it scheduled to get it in the other question this is more for you john hey i sent you an email a few weeks ago about some um uh, helping my mother-in-law out yes 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 yeah well yeah a couple months ago actually at this point uh yeah something like that would you, if if I shot you an email on this and set up a time, would you be able to come by and take a look at some of this stuff? I'd love to. Uh, yeah. I'll probably. I'd love to. Because we even found some other stuff in there that we're scratching our heads at. Now. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> My father-in-law has a five has one of those big five-gallon tubs that has tubes of grease in it. Hmm. And we have no idea how old they are or, what, or anything about them. Okay. Yeah, I can help. <laughs> be happy to. <laughs> so... You know, you saw the pictures of what I did, Sunshine, and then, like I said, we found more stuff. So, okay, no worries. Uh, I'll, no. I'll, have to, I'll have to shoot you an email about this and, and set up some sounds good. to have you come and take a we look. We can do that, Eric. I pre- no, that sounds great. Love to help. Appreciate that very much. Uh, Bob and Elizabeth, what's going on? Hey, Bob. Hello, Bob. Are you th- there you go. Are you there? Hey, sorry, guys. That's yeah, okay. Sorry. Hey, uh, I just, uh, first of all, I enjoy your program. Thank, Thank you very you. much. And um, I just wanted to make a quick comment uh, on, to the gentleman, I don't know, about 45 minutes ago. He called in on code readers, and it sounded to me, maybe I uh, misunderstood it, but it sounded to me like he was trying to decide whether it was something of value to get or not. And um, I, uh, I bought a Bosch out of uh, O'Reilly's, oh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and I'm a, I'm a freaking dope on any of this stuff. And, uh, you know, it gives the P codes, it gives all the codes and things, but in, in particular, it does say what those codes mean. And no, it doesn't answer, you know, this is what you needed to do in order right. to fix yeah, it. Yeah, none of them will. It gives you a really good starting point as far as, okay, well, you know, uh, at least I know what's going on. And, and, you know, either I can try and deal with it myself or take it into a shop and, and see what they have to say. So I, I, found, I found them to be really valuable. No, they yeah. are, and, and as we, you know, we kind of spent the first hour talking a little bit about, you know, just the different ones that are on the market and what you can get and what you need and the value and the different pricing and so on. Yeah, you, oh, for two hundred bucks or less, I'm there sorry. is a plethora of them out there, literally, and yeah. it really just comes down to you know, uh, and and we, what we said in the first hour, and I'll just repeat this because I, I think it's important. Bosch is is also another one of those brands where because they do enough OEM work with the original equipment manufacturers are going to have a very good even code reader because of all the other technology they have. We mentioned Launch. We mentioned um, Altel. So any of those companies, Bob, where they're doing other things as a company for the OEM are going to be a step ahead of somebody building just a regular standard generic code reader. Yeah. Yeah, and I apologize. I, I missed the first that's okay. time. No, so that's I okay. didn't even know that's what yeah. you No, that's all right. No, you, yeah. you're, this is and, worth repeating. Yeah. Not a problem. And, yeah, and yeah O'Reilly's had it on sale. You know, every once in a while they'll throw those things on sale, and that's when I happen to scoop it up. Yeah, and, and for, real quick, too, for all of you guys to, that are uh, earlier model units. 
Yeah, real quick, for all of you guys that are do-it-yourselfers as well, Napa has a flyer you can always go in and get, and it's actually online as well, but it's called their Real Deals, much like what you're talking about at the other parts stores, Bob. But Napa has a monthly Real Deals special, and a lot of what we're talking about today, even with the code readers, will be in that Real Deal right. catalog, and they'll be on sale from time to time as well. Yeah. So always check that out. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I am a frequent user of that Napa flyer. It's an awesome flyer. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah, yeah. So one other question I just had, um, and I know you guys are probably running short on time. So I've got a uh, year 2001. It was one of the first years that came out of the HD 2500 Duramax. Uh So they had uh, injector problems with those. They did. Believe it or not, it was a a Bosch problem. And unfortunately, when they finally uh, put the recall out, I was past uh, the uh, number of miles. Really? Uh, you were over 100k. They were doing that all the way up to like 100k or so. Oh yeah, no. I, when they when they yeah. put it out, I had 100. I had 160,000 oh, miles. Okay. On it. Okay. He lives in Elizabeth. And so it's... anyway, it started to smoke, and I ran it. You know, there's nothing I could do, and uh, I mean, to replace those is uh, incredibly expensive. So um, basically, I ran it to death until finally one day it just uh, puked up, and uh, I've got oil. Uh, or excuse me, fuel inside the oil in the engine. So, um, but my question is, from a value standpoint, my wife loves the truck. I actually love that truck too. It's been sitting in a pasture of mine for the last couple of years. I've been thinking of trying to, you know, just replace the entire engine because to have the, you know, uh, injectors replaced, it's close to ten grand anymore. And good luck trying to find anybody that really has the knowledge to do that kind of stuff. So I was looking for any kind of input that way, as far as if you guys know of any good uh, diesel mechanics to be able to handle something like that, or any place to, uh, you know, to find a, a you know a new uh, uh, engine. Uh, extreme and. Parker, of course, as you know, they do all that kind of work. That would not be, you know, that's right up their alley. And even doing the injectors, they could do that as well. What oh, you're okay. going to find as far as, you know, long block assemblies and things along those lines, that one I've, I've not researched what the, what the price of a, of a Duramax in that early vintage. That's the first, basically first uh, vintage Duramax. I have not looked to see what those are bringing. That's something I haven't looked at lately. Right, right, okay. Okay. All right. Well, then that answers my question. I appreciate okay. it. Nope. They'd be more than happy to help you out. So uh, there you go, Bob. Appreciate it. Uh, Dennis, real quick, I got 30 seconds. Hey, John, real quick. DIY cat lock. Take some half-inch rebar, bend it around the cat however you need to, tack it to the frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only pro- – well, you have to leave enough space to make sure the exhaust can move inside of that. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it's going to deter somebody looking for a quick steal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. could do that. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the, my only issue with that that you got to be a little careful of is I'm not super keen on welding on the frame unless it's somebody that really knows what they're doing so you don't dink up the frame. Yeah. But other than that, sure. yeah, that would work fine. Good enough. Have a good day. Now, yeah. you also, real quick, could weld a... A round, large washer on the end of it, bolted to the frame, and, and accomplish the same thing. Use a lock nut, and some things on it that way. So, Dennis, thanks. That's a great tip. Yes, yeah. uh, and that would also work. Larry Unger uh, answering phones today. Charlie Grimes, our engineer. Ken, thanks for joining us today. As always, always good always to be enjoy. here. Yeah, this is fun. And guys, don't forget, we'll be next week out at the Rocky Mountain Airport. So come by and say hi. It's going to be the Rocky Mount Rocky Mountain Car show and swap meet will be up there next weekend live as well so come by and say hi have a great weekend we'll be back on monday rush to reason denver's afternoon rush sportsman of colorado is next right here on klz 560 still haven't had enough go to drive-radio.com email your questions and comments download previous programs and find lots of useful information including your nearest colorado select auto care center that's drive-radio.com Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.